0: Daryl, I now bequeath you this moment on air. <laughs> your cuz you wanted to do this yesterday and it just didn't fit into the show. Because we have a staunchly, I'm not fixing the NBA All-Star game.
1: And I'm not trying to fix no. the NBA All-Star and, and game either. I don't care one, enough to do it.
0: Because none of the ideas are any good. Right. Two, none of them are logical. Three, the NBA doesn't want to fix it because it makes them a lot of money. So do people say, just delete it? It's not a realistic thing. Well, so the whole conversation sucks because in the end, here's the brass tacks. It's about the players having to play hard. It's it's And it's become a wedge issue for the players. Yeah. So the players use it as leverage with the league, which brings us to the moment that I think you've really been waiting for. You've been <laughs> chopping at the bit. We, we now, we're still on your lawn, but we're waiting to be screamed at to get off your lawn.
1: Well, I mean, and we, we saw this with the NFL, right? The, the Pro Bowl became a joke as well. And so the league said, all right, we'll scrap the game and we'll just do a bunch of uh, events during the week and a flag football game. And I don't know that you can do that in basketball. But here's what this comes down to. Is it comes down to the players, and it comes down to the players belly aching about the uh, shall we say storybook lives they already lead, and you know the reporting that you know the players want to be paid to play hard in the All Star Game. First of all, the All Star thing's a privilege. Now, to the modern athlete, it no longer is a privilege. Whether you're in the NFL or you're in the NBA, and that's very very clear. Players don't care about it the way the old school players mm-hmm. do. Remember, Larry Bird gets up there and you know gives the big speech about playing hard and the heart of Indiana basketball and this that right. And we saw how much that really resonated with today's players. Yeah. It did not right. We we got a joke of an All Star game. You got dudes chucking up shots from three quarter court mm-hmm. in, in the middle of plays. Okay, there's there is no fixing the All Star game, and the reason why. There's no fixing the all-star games It's because the players don't care. And there's just not enough for the players today. And I will preface my remarks as saying I am as pro player as it gets. I am for the college athletes getting any pe- every penny that they deserve. Mm-hmm. I'm for every NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, any pro player making their bank when they can. So this Catching is where we say
0: the nice thing first and then we drop the hammer Correct. ready for it.
1: Correct. Throw the hammer down! That was my best AC. Not great, Bob. Stop whining and complaining. Your lives as pro athletes are as charmed as they get. You're not traveling, you know, city to city, having to go through TSA for three hours before you can get your next flight to your next game. You got police escorts to the airport to and from... You've got, you don't have to even go through the terminal a lot of cases. You Not just the only go, kind of escorts. they got a lot of different kind you, of escorts in the NBA. You just go right from the parking lots onto the planes, okay? Meals are provided for you. You're paid, especially the superstars, you're paid a ton of money, and this is where my, most of my gripe is, with the superstars. You had a dude win the dunk contest the last two years who isn't even in the NBA. Okay? Because none of the stars want to do it anymore. I grew up with loving the dunk contest. Now big names like Spud Webb. Continue. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Spud Webb. Continue. And quite honestly, I think LeBron not doing it ruined the dunk contest. But I just I'm exhausted by the 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 superstars today not really being in not really having an understanding about All-Star being a privilege. You know, the Pro Bowl lost some luster when they took it out of Hawaii, and they started bouncing it around. Vegas, they were pretty happy with that because, let's be honest about it, it's Vegas, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Orlando, they're not as crazy about the Pro Bowl being there. But this notion that the these guys are are just, you know, can't play, we need load management in the NBA now. What are we doing? You're paying, especially for the superstars. First of all, fans are paying premium dollar. In opposing cities to see you, but you can't play not because you're injured, but because you just need a night off to rest. So, like, so I, real I just, quick,
0: I want to get to one thing because I don't look at the All Star Game issue the same as I, I look at just the NBA relatability issue. I think it's because, all
1: symptomatic. Though.
0: Um, I don't. I again, I think you're right, but when I look at All Star games, I just don't think they matter anymore. Because if you want to watch Giannis play uh, Nikola Jokic, you just got to tune into that game right. and hope both guys are playing. So I think that's the same problem in Major League Baseball with their All Star game. The same thing with the NHL All Star game. Every single All Star game. The reason why it mattered forty years ago is you never saw Bill Russell on the court, except in the NBA, uh, except in the NBA Finals, or in two regular season games with Will Chamberlain. You never saw Kareem versus um, Artis Gilmore. You never saw the greats go up against each other because so few games were televised. Right. now, you can—I mean—you can get league pass and literally watch a different team, different superstar, different matchup every single night. So I just think—I think I do think part of this weekend was an indictment on all-star games. But the problem is they're making a butt ton of money for the league. To what right. you're saying, where we kind of look to the symptomatic part of the NBA problem. I, I do wonder if, as great as the general generational wealth these players have, I wonder if it's no longer really about chasing rings or winning titles. And I think now the game is how many contracts can I get in the NBA, and that's what that's what rest is about. That's what hey, I'm only going to play sixty games because if I take twenty two games off the regular season slate here, I'll be fresher for the playoffs and. That 20 games across four seasons, that's an NBA season that I've saved by load managing. And so, I like, guys, I, to me, it's it's equal parts load management, and it's how quickly these guys are getting money. Yeah. Zion I, I Williamson just... did diddly squat in the NBA. And, well, that's not fair. Zion was really fun to watch, but Zion was a dunk machine and nothing else in his first 120 games, in his first three and a half seasons in the NBA – And because the Pelicans know how the games work and can't let that guy out of the building, they had concerns about his work ethic, about his familial relationships, impacting their relationship with the team, um, his ability to stay healthy, all of which he didn't do or became a problem the first four years, and they had no choice but to give him five-year $200 million because you have to. Because if he went somewhere else and balled out, it would be the end of you as a franchise. Right. So that to me is the problem. You're giving guys who haven't earned it. Like 4 years into the NFL when you get paid, you've earned it. Right? Like dudes who have an injury prone year in the NFL, it dings your value at some point of those first 4 years. 100%. In the NBA, like I mean Joel didn't play till year 3. Right? Like look at Ben Simmons. Like they're I mean Chet Holmgren, they're start they're just sitting guys that are the best and brightest prospect for a year to allow their bodies to mature and I think all of this is symptomatic Player empowerment, yes, but it's also the radical wealth these guys are walking into at 22, and it changes their perspective.
1: Yeah, and the, and the radical wealth is why I'm just like, get your butt out there and play. Yeah, F- fans in these cities are spending their hard earned. I don't want to hear about load management. Kareem didn't need it. There's no, and they actually had to go through the terminal and take, uh, commercial air to travel back then. Well, it's
0: different it, when like, it's Joel Embiid or Kawhi who have injury histories. Right? When it's just like a guy who's five years into his career who just doesn't want to play in New Orleans on any given night. I, I just, I, I really think we're at a, a, a peak point, and I don't think NBA players are thinking about this because they're so consumed in their Wiley e. Coyote um, Roadrunner feud. With the NBA owners and right. with the league, and it's not about it's not a feud. It's the push and pull of how much money can I extrapolate out of you every single opportunity we get. They're so focused on that, which, by the way, that tells you how powerful that league is and how, how powerful the the players' association is. But they're so consumed. Who's looking out for the fans? Who's 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 net minding? Hey, when you when you completely cheap in the All Star game. And you score four hundred points combined, and nobody plays defense, and it's an ugly, unwatchable affair. And people you're are not, paying hundreds of dollars for those tickets. But you're not cheating. You're not cheating, Dan Gilbert. Right. You're not cheating, uh, whichever Allen owns Portland, uh, the Portland Trailblazers now, or the Bus family. No, you're cheating the fan. And what's funny is, I do think, and there's some validity to this. I think players think of themselves as we're robbing from the rich, the owners, to give the poor themselves generational wealth. But I think what they realize is this isn't Robin Hood because there's somebody else affected in this dynamic, and it's the fans who lose most of all. Yeah, but the players don't care about the fans. Well, I I don't
1: think they think of them.
0: I think that's different than not caring. Okay, that's fair. I I assume they care in the nebulous, but there's not... Right, they
1: they care in the sense that the the, the fans are paying the freight by buying the tickets, the jerseys, the merchandise, all that. But if they cared about the fans, load management is not a thing.
0: Well, I think you (laughs) care about the fans you see. Right. Like if you're if you're LeBron, you care about the teams you've played with. But if like you're uh, Darius, uh, you have a connection with
2: the. A- we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four
0: iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.
1: Cleveland fan, like, that's fair. Like LeBron, but, but, right but now but is care fine about... for load management because he's yeah. in a, he's in his twentieth season. He's seventy five years old. Right. Everybody has seen him or had an opportunity over twenty years to see him. Like that would that makes sense. I'm not criticizing that. Yeah, it's when Anthony Edwards right. loads, ma- or honestly, even younger Steph
0: or like the younger four years stars. Ago. Yes. So I did want to I want to get to this though, but I do think I think players think about fans in their community. I don't think they think of fans with a global mindset. Like, there's a reason that certain guys, yeah, I'm not playing in Portland tonight. Yeah, I'm not playing in New Orleans. I'm not playing in—and here's the thing. The, the markets where you it doesn't matter if you play are markets like Miami, like L.A., like Boston, like New York, where there's already such a fervor for the game— it's kind of like Cleveland with football. Well, you we don't... supported you at 1-32. We're going to support you when you're 9-8 and eight and barely making the playoffs. And in the NBA, there are probably seven or eight replete markets in terms of, like, fandom. The problem is where who they job the most is the rest of America who already has problems relating to them. Like, find me a dude in Indianapolis who relates to Zion Williamson on any sort of level because it's no longer socio- socioeconomically on the same level you're no longer his backstory versus your backstory there's obviously there are racial discrepancies that I'm probably not qualified to talk about but there's already all these barriers and now you add this excessive wealth with the with the uh the entitlement outlook. well but that's but that's a that's an optic right there the entitlement because the only thing we see is dude's getting paid 200 million dollars a year to not or sorry 200 million dollars over 5 years who've not won anything who've been really good when they played but haven't played enough to really like um to justify that contract and and so you're already having these hurdles to overcome and yeah I think it's 100% like I think the All-Star game is symptomatic of it but to me it's not the most corrosive sign it is and this is also becoming a generational thing because of, of Instagram is. and social media. Like, I think it's all encompassing, and I think it's becoming harder and harder to relate to the NBA player, and that's not good for the sport.
1: What the corrosive sign is the fact that the NBA now has to put in rules that to qualify for things you have to play X games, and it's not working. By the way, no, it's not working, yeah. and it, and it's ridiculous. Like the the medical treatments and the things, the technology that's available to athletes today to keep their bodies fresh and, uh, you know, keep them healthy, okay, is night and day compared to – I'm all about the old school. I'm not going to lie. And and if that's get off my lawn, old man yells at cloud, I'll wear that. But, look, Magic Johnson never took a night off. Larry Bird never took a night off. Oscar Robertson never took a night off. Like, and, and those guys had made a lot less money – and uh, travel was much more difficult. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they used to play in band boxes. The locker rooms in arenas today are palaces. Even for the visiting team, like, they they redid the locker room over at uh, at Rocker Mortgage Fieldhouse for the visitors. I'm old enough to remember when that locker room was, it, it was like a, the Boston Garden locker room. It was so small. It was a home court advantage for the Cavaliers because the visitors' locker room was like, wedged under the stands and it was like 10 feet deep, right? And so you were like packed in. It wasn't comfortable. It was the worst locker room to go in there and have to cover a post game in. But like th- the locker rooms are spacious and beautiful and palatial and the sh- like it's the amenities that these guys have today. That's why I just I don't have sympathy for load management anymore so, because so much is taken care of. Their meals are taken care of. Their travel—they don't have to book their own flights. They don't have to book their own hotels. They don't have to worry about uh, food being served after games. The only thing they have to worry about is what they're going to go do when they leave the arena. Well, like I, it's it's so much is taken care of by these teams from a support standpoint that I just I don't have a tolerance well, based on what they make and based on uh, the the economics the, from a fan perspective. I just, I don't want to hear load management and, well, and I don't, and I don't, and you want to get rid of get rid of the all-star games. You don't have to worry about sub all-stars anymore. I'm an advocate for the NFL getting rid of the pro bowl. You're a pro bowler and that's it. Make it like the all pro teams and the all NFL and all that kind of stuff. Like, why do we, but like you said, it's a potential moneymaker. So they're going to keep running these sham events out there for fans because the fans keep buying it, well, and, and they keep and, watching and it. And
0: the players don't mind their cut of that TV deal that, that includes the All-Star game. I do think some of this is perceptional. I don't think all of it is. Like I, I But I think the NBA does have a very real perceptional issue that then leads to it, its relatability problem. And I think they also play a sport that rules-wise has, has been changed to what people consider to be a a softer sport, whereas in the NFL, even when you say, well, wow, the NFL 20 years ago was tougher, yeah, we still see dudes break their backs on a daily basis in the yes. NFL. So that there's a relatability in the blue-collar nature of the NFL that I don't think is automatically there in the NBA. And I'll say it again. I do think some of this is perceptional, but I don't think anybody's minding the store on that perception, and I think that's the concern. And I do think players disregard it because, well, the NBA was here before us and the NBA will be here after us, but what I don't think you understand unless you followed any league for a a long amount of time is there's an ebb and flow when it comes to popularity, and that is 100% tied to do people relate to you and do people want to watch you do great things. And I think that's a real concern. How you fix it, I don't even – I mean, I think if they had a fix, Adam Silver would have tried it already or David Stern would have tried it you know, 20, 15 years ago. I think that's the concern is the fix is the players got to care or that they've got to change the perception that they don't care.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s. Over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines
0: for 25 bucks per line per month.
1: with Eligible trade in when you switch. Mm-hmm.